Step into the world of Pedro Reyes. Discover how this revolutionary artist uses his craft as a force for social engagement and change. Uncover the ideas that fuel his creativity and witness the transformative power of art. Time to dive in. Hello, hello, Pedro. How are you? Very good at you. I'm doing well. Are you Very in nice to meet you, Yuri. Uh, likewise, likewise. It's funny because we talk via email uh, for weeks now. And you get a sense that we know each other, but we haven't had the chance to have a virtual face-to-face -face yet. Right. Uh, hey. Tell me. I was going to say, are you in Mexico City now? Yes, 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 yes. This is my studio and I am, you know, like, uh, it's, a, it's, you know, actually, uh, usually there's a lot of noise because we're, you know, like doing sculptures and many things at once. Uh, and, uh, and I told them that we were doing this, so it's quiet for an hour. <laughs> That's all we get. One hour of silence. Who can talk? <laughs> well, now tell me about the dynamic of the studio. I mean, how many people are working there and what's like a daily day operation looks like? Um, it's, it's actually a big team. I would say that our, we're between like 25, 28 people, um, uh, depending on the projects that we're doing. There's different departments. There's like a stone carving shop, a welding shop, a wood shop. There's like a part that is more administrative where we're doing planning of exhibitions, where we have also, uh, we're editing film, we're, we're making films. So we, we are also making kind of a lot of <clears throat> post-production to a film that we're just completing. Then we have a library that is a public library and there's three people working on the library because it's, we have like a community of about 500 regular users wow. and we lend books and records and, and, and artworks and different things. Um, uh, so, you know, like in, in all these different areas, there's like uh, uh, these different, uh, uh, very different activities. And I, it's curious because, you know, like a, when I am in the studio, like, well, I, I try to be as much as I can. I actually, uh, this is like my favorite place in the world. Uh, I, 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 it's hard for me to wish for vacations because my work is like the thing I enjoy most. Um, but, but you know, like I, I kind of gravitate, I go from one station to the other, often having like meetings that are only last few seconds, no? like to see how things are going. So I think that I may be a micromanager, but uh, 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 there's a lot of things that are, that are just like kind of emerging at, the, at, at, at once that I have to, you know, like a, be always on the look for what every, everyone is doing. Can you tell us a little bit about the, the film that you're working on? Yes, this is a film that I, uh, that it's called Under the Cloud, and it's a, it's a film uh, that I shot in New Mexico. Uh, on, on occasion of a show I have now at site Santa Fe, which is a contemporary art museum, uh, that commissioned this film. And uh, I wanted to, I've been working for the last three years on the issue of nuclear disarmament. So uh, my interest at first was 
uh, you know, like uh, talking about like abolition of nuclear weapons. Uh, but, you know, like uh, through the, through certain connections uh, in, in, in New Mexico, I, I was following on, on YouTube uh, an activist called Leona Morgan that I found very inspiring, uh, someone who has been fighting uranium mining. And uh, she represents, she introduced me also to other people that call themselves downwinders, you know, like people who live uh, downwind from radioactive sites, uh, sometimes because of nuclear testing that happened in the 50s, 60s, or or, or uranium mining, or also nuclear waste uh, that affects the people, you know, because of radioactive cancers and a number of other issues. And that actually, like, I, I mean, it, we made the film quite fast. We, I only shot it in December, and uh, and now we 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 finished it. It was like a very fast process. It's, it's like a half hour film. But but it it covers the, what what you could call the nuclear fuel chain, you know, like something that is how the uranium is extracted, often using water, which is a problem because it it, it contaminates the aquifer. So it's like fracking, but much worse because uh, it it be, it turns waters uh, uh, radioactive, and this is a, an, an area that. That where waters is quite scarce, you know, like and, and, and cities are struggling to have a future without uh, being able to bring water. So the fact that that the few kind of uh, 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 deposits of water that are there become radioactive basically spoil them forever. Uh, and then there's a, the that 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 you could call is the front end like uh, of of the nuclear fuel chain like the 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 back end is the nuclear spent uh, fuel that you know there's 100 plus nuclear plants in the United States that are holding on to all this nuclear waste and nobody wants it you know like a, they try to put it in Nevada in a mountain called Yaka Mountain that what they build like a kind of a giant bunker inside this mountain and uh, Nevada rejected it, and now they wanna they they want to push for nuclear fa uh, the waste fa facility in New Mexico. So basically, the film is inter is 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 I made the f this film with with uh, indigenous peoples that are uh, fighting against this because it's is Diné, you know, like a, that we usually know them as Navajo, but they call themselves Diné. And also Acoma and other other First Nations that are uh, fighting against uh, these nuclear nuclear waste brought to their lands, no? uh, and 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 it 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 it, 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 it the, the the broad topic of the film you could call is nuclear colonialism, like the idea that that oftentimes the places where uh, these nuclear uh, tests or, 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 or nuclear mining or radioactive mining happen is in places that are isolated, far from, you know, like uh, the mainstream society. Uh, 
And uh, because obviously you would not be able to do this in a city, no? That's, it, it makes me wonder because this is a subject that you've been dealing with for quite some time right now. And why did you choose the movie as a vehicle of a communication now? Because before you had exhibitions, you have art, you did the sculptures, everything to, to, to explain and talk about the subject. But now you are pursuing the, the movie route. Is that so you feel like you can reach a broader audience or just, just another way for you to communicate an idea in a different medium? Well, <clears throat> film is something that allows you to have a narrative Uh, that you won't be able to have with sculpture or with other mediums, no? because you know you can incorporate the actual voices of the real actors in the world, no? like the the people who are the the, the real agents of of this struggle. Um, but also, I believe that you know, like a, it's very interesting. Like work, work, working with nuclear issues is something that. Uh, that was very much in the mind of everyone on the planet in the 80s. Like, you know, like a, there, it, that was like the peak of attention on the risk of nuclear war and, and on the, and, the anti-nuclear movement. And then after the fall of the Berlin Wall, uh, people thought that the Cold War was over and that Uh, and there was actually like a big reduction in nuclear arsenals from 90,000 to 13,000 uh, nukes. Uh, so it was a kind of a good moment between Reagan and Gorbachev that managed to do this massive reduction of nuclear weapons. And since in the, you know, like all the 90s and, the, and what, what is going until the Ukraine war, uh, the subject fall totally uh, off uh, the attention of mm. of the people which means that also you know like perhaps like for instance like millennials generation c etc have not been kind of a, a very acquainted with the real <clears throat> uh, you know like a tragedy that that, yeah. that 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 we will face in case of entering nuclear war, which, by the way, we are closer now than we were ever. You know, like we're, we're closer to see nuclear war than we were in the Cold War. So it's a little bit like, you know, like a, a strange phenomena because, uh, for instance, like I'm kind of like having like a sort of regression or, 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 uh, a, or, or going back to, to the 80s when I was like a teen, And, uh, yeah. and I felt this kind of very vividly. I'm Generation X, so I think that that was like kind of a very part of everyone's mind uh, awareness. And, and now they look you a little bit as if you were crazy. Like, how do you, why do you worry about that? Uh, but one of the things that I have found most useful is to watch all the films that were made. Uh, in this, in this, you know, like 70s, 80s, uh, period, because, uh, filmmakers actually played a very important role in arms reduction. You know, like, uh, for instance, like, um, the reason why Reagan, which I don't like Reagan, but you know, like, uh, we, you have to give him that, 
that you know like a, that he he saw this film called the day after and that mm. made him kind of a uh, uh, talk to Gorbachev about the this 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 big reduction on nuclear warfare so so films have played a very important role in the past and the films that I'm doing are <clears throat> a little bit a mix of uh, the history of the anti-nuclear movement since the 50s, because you know, immediately after Hiroshima, there started to be like a kind of a uh, movement to try to ban nuclear weapons, and and then uh, uh, that in, that continues to to produce like a number of films like Doctor Strangelove or you know like a Threat, a different the war game, like really good movies. Uh, and 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 what I'm working now is uh, the, like the, the the film that I released now in February was like the first episode, so to speak, of a number of films uh, uh, that are about like different periods on the anti-nuclear movement, uh, but also a cultural history of of nuclear war. Now, how how it has been uh, portrayed in literature and music in so it's it's a uh, a lot of these people are still around and i've been uh, uh, very uh, fortunate to be able to interview them so um so that's that i'm i'm I, like the the goal is to you know like i i believe that once you see frag at least fragments of these films you 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 are converted to the cause you know like you 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 realize how dangerous this situation is and and how much we need to to act on it and 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 uh, and, and 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 then uh, uh, that's a sort of call to action no? so that's that's a little bit of the motivation to do film is it how important is for you that your art process or any project you're working on has something to do with Current issues in society is that something that you always try to connect together, or you kind of just goes where it takes you? Something is more personal, but something has a broad attention, like the project they were talking about, uh, nuclearization. It's a good question because uh, I mean it's true that a lot of times uh, I try to address world problems with my work, and and I think that this is something that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I like that m my work allows me to uh, first to understand the or the world we live in. No, like you know, I believe that art making can be at first a very good opportunity to study a subject. Um, when I when I undertake a a, 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 a project, I, I I first <clears throat> find a lot of books about the subject. I, 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 it's an opportunity to talk to people, to to watch certain films, etc. So, so maybe I didn't have like the chance to study economy or history or uh, things that uh, I, I I would like to gain knowledge on. But you know, like a, a project, an art project becomes like that opportunity, and then, but also. I believe that you know I don't 
I don't I don't necessarily think that art has to do something for the world, but if you want it to, that's a, certainly a possibility. You know, like a, if you want to make an art that can have an impact, it's possible. Um, to put an example, you know, like a, of, of another recent piece that I made for this show that is up now at, at site in Santa Fe. Uh, uh, 10 years ago, I had done, well, more than 10 years, maybe 13 years, years ago, I had done a project called Palace por Pistolas, where, you know, like a, I organized a campaign to collect weapons uh, voluntarily, you know, like a, there was incentives that were given in exchange for the for the like gift cards, etc., that were given in exchange for weapons, and we collected 1,527 weapons that were melted and made into 1,527 shovels to plant the same number of trees, uh, and that uh, project. Uh, was seen by Miranda Viscoli, who's like a, 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 a person that I re-encountered now on occasion of this show at, at, at site. Uh, and, and she had kind of had done a sort of replica of my project called Guns to Gardens, where she organizes weapon donations, like kind of a, like kind of a gun buybacks. And then, she started to make little shovels like to, for gardening. So for me, it was like very inspiring to see that my artwork has kind of a, a, a triggered uh, another initiative with the same spirit because precisely I believe that ideas are only useful if someone else can use them, you know, like, a, 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 to, for, like the biggest praise that you can have is for that someone is using your idea, no? And, uh, uh, and I, and I told her, like, let's make a collaboration. And we made, uh, some beautiful gun bases that like kind of had like we took the barrel of a shotgun and, or a rifle and then other gun parts to create a, a, a flower or a base where you can put a flower in, in the, in the barrel of the gun, uh, like a kind of a single stem holder, no? Um, and we, we decided to create a full, full economic cycle where these gun bases that are sold for $1,500, which the sale of one of these bases, we are able to take to, to kind of buy 10 gift cards that for, of $150. That is the exchange for a handgun. So, we made 60 bases, so when we finish selling those, we have we would have kind of removed 600 guns from the from the streets, and and uh, so this is an example of uh, direct action. No, our direct action is a concept often from anarchist mindset. You know, like that you don't wait for uh, to appeal to a government to. To, to do a change, but you just go ahead and do it yourself. Uh, and and they, and it's been very successful. We did this with high school kids we, uh, from 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 New Mexico, 
that have been affected by gun violence in these neighborhoods. Actually, um, you know, like I, it was very moving to hear stories from some of the kids that took part in the workshop about friends of them that have died in gun because of gun violence, and and the and the and these. This is something that is like an object that is and has artistic qualities, but also is a sort of system or circuit of uh, real transformation, no? because we're basically removing guns that are, you know, like a, whose only purpose is to kill, and then, you know, like turning them into something which is exactly the opposite, like a decorative object that is holding a flower, but it's a sort of subversion of the function of the object. But, but by that transformation, we're also creating an economic model that can continue to take guns uh, out of, of the streets, no? which is kind of a, a, you know, like a, I believe in naivety. I believe in, uh, in having a, very a kind of a utopian idealist uh, 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 approach to precisely the most unsurmountable or untractable problems. You know, like a, a, I, I, I think that one has to 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 avoid falling on the trap of skepticism or cynicism, and and just like trust that you are, will be able to conduct change and actually to, you know, find some few colleagues that are able, that are going to do like a kind of these initiatives with you and just like go ahead and do it. And that's the most eloquent form of, 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 uh, of critique, no, like kind of actually going ahead and, <clears throat> and changing things yourself. Um, it, it, you know, like a, even if it's in a kind of a small scale. I like what you said about the aspect of doing yourself, take action, no wait for permission. Is that something that you always had it with you as, as a child growing up? Something that you, or, you know, you learn from your parents or something that developed throughout your life? You start getting the urgency to act upon, you know, issues or career-wise or even exhibitions. Um. You, you're asking about like, well, like work. work, work. <clears throat> no, I'm saying, I'm, I'm curious about, uh, I like the fact that you said, uh, take action. I, you know, mm -hmm. instead of waiting for somebody to do something, do yourself, right? Even in a small uh, change. Mm -hmm. uh, is that something, I'm, I'm curious, is this something that has always been with you? You always been someone, even as a kid, who took action, someone who was very spontaneous in act on things that you wanted to pursue. I mean, like there are, I think that there's been kind of uh, things that perhaps I encountered like later in life. Uh, what I am interested in the concept of, of direct action is that, you know, okay, well, you have like a kind of a spontaneous desire to do things, no? Mm -hmm. But you know, like I, it, it's it's quite possible that you know, like uh, that you don't feel that you are good enough or prepared enough uh, uh, to do that. And the truth is that you're never ready. You have to just launch yourself into doing these things, and uh, and and 
and and I believe that you know in doing first and theorizing after, because if you theorize first, you can get like a sort of intellectual paralysis, no? Where you you will feel that you know like you have to continue preparing yourself before taking action, and uh, so that would be one thing. The second thing would be. Uh, that it's okay to ask for help, you know, like that you're in, you're allowed to ask for solidarity and from help from others, and that uh, and that you know, like a, you may find more uh, solidarity that you want to believe, you know, like a, a, that's a, that's that's because you know, like a. Uh, a lot of times, you know, like a, you think, well, you know, God, maybe you launch yourself into doing some things that you don't have like uh, resources to compensate others for their time, etc. But one thing that I have also learned is that helping others is actually a very rewarding experience. You may feel that you lose energy by helping others, but actually that sense of purpose or that sense of a uh, 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 satisfaction that you get by seeing that someone will find your efforts meaningful is highly rewarding. And we are all the time, you know, like producing content or producing uh, 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 you know, like just work for the world a lot of times, you know, like just like hoping that someone will 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 be an audience for that and will will join us no so 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 i think that 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 has been uh i i i mean like i've been kind of extremely fortunate to have uh have people who 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 who, who join me in in different projects and 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 that and and that I have also kind of felt that enthusiasm for 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 doing things. No, uh, I don't know if I answered your question. <laughs> you did, you did. I, I was follow. I was going to follow up and wondering if that's one of the reasons you made the library open to the public. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that's that's for instance, like you know, like for instance, I have been very blessed in my life having access to fantastic libraries. And I have learned that, well, you know, by experience, I, I believe that there's always a book for something, no? Like whatever you want to know, there's a book for it. And, uh, and, and the problem was, uh, you know, like a trying to, to have access to libraries in Mexico is that there was like a moment, uh, decades ago where, uh, the culture change around books. Uh, there was like a wrong perception among librarians that they would be punished if if the users would not return the books, like kind of a criminalized for like uh, books that are missing from the stocks of the of the libraries, no? Which was not real a real thing, but you know, like a library stopped lending, which is their their main function. You know, like a, and and. And librarians started to expect people to come to the library and read the books there. But, you know, like a book is something that you have to take with you everywhere. You know, like you most of the time may read it in the bed or in the 
bus or, you know, like a, wherever you go. So you have to always carry the book with you. And, uh, and I, 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 I started to try to persuade other libraries to, 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 to bring back a good system of book lending. And, uh, but I, I, I decided to do it myself, you know, like just as another example of direct action, because I was like, not sure that I would like kind of, uh, get, uh, libraries to, 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 to change their policies. So just out of impatience, you know, like, uh, I, uh, I, I started to do it myself as a social experiment. Um, and I believe that this is like a kind of a highly rewarding, uh, also experience, you know, like, well, sometimes it's hard. It's like, like seeing your girlfriend kiss another man or something like, you know, like because like some books are like, Oh, I bought this book in this kind of a farm and it's the only copy. And you, you just, you, you just let people like kind of uh, take it. Right. Uh, uh, but, uh, but but there is also a vicarious joy of seeing that someone else has same interest as you that you know like a, you, that that you uh, are not alone uh, in this in this kind of a, a very niche uh, interests and, and 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 but basically I think that something that is very interesting about this model of the library is that it's a model that somehow survives in, con in the contemporary world uh, outside of capitalism. You know, like a, the, the library by definition is something that you cannot monetize mm. because its principle is that, okay, there has to be, I mean, at some point a civilization, we realize that there had to be that culture could not be a luxury, you know, like a, that, that you could not like prevent people from educating themselves because of their income, you know? So, um, that was a big accomplishment for civilization to form libraries and they've been around for 5,000 years. So, so I, I think that, uh, that the library can be a very interesting model because we're surrounded by objects, you know, like in our houses, in, you know, like a, in, our, in our workspaces, etc. There's tons of objects that are only used once every few years. And all the other time that they're just sitting there collecting dust, uh, they have all this excess capacity. Uh, so I think that one of the great things about technology is that now you can create a more granular control of where objects are. And, and the idea, you know, that this is what we're working at now. We're, we're part of what we're doing in the studios that we're developing this app, uh, uh, which is, you know, like a library card on your phone, you know, like is, is, is this, is this, uh, we actually now in the third generation because you know, like a, the, the technology changes very quickly and we have to rebuild the, 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 the app again. With the with the with with the new technology that is coming every six months, but you know, like a, it's it's very nice that uh, that basically like the idea is that I believe that there could be an alternative economy where you instead of being 
an owner, you're a sort of a steward of objects. And, you know, like a, you, you, you can make, keep them uh, with you, but you know, like a, you can also lend them to other people. Um, and obviously that people, you know, like depending on how uh, uh, they make use of them and etc., they can get a score as users of these access to the commons, no? like where we have all this excess capacity being tapped by others and you don't have to necessarily acquire more stuff. That could would also have like a kind of ecological impact by, you know, like sometimes we 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 need a drill and then you know like a, we buy a drill but you know like mm. a, we only use it for one week and then it's sitting there for you know just like imagine like then like the endless number of things that you could like kind of uh, borrow from each other um and that's that's something that uh, that i see as a kind of a, a, a economics a, a, a experiment about this because also we all collect some kind of thing, no? And rarely we have a chance to show our collections. Um, uh, and collecting is also a kind of form of knowledge, like a kind of a, I don't know, if you collect like toys or uh, cards or whatever you collect, you're like a, you're creating a map of a certain mm. cultural milieu. So, so the, the library app, you know, like the idea is that you, that with Laquilo, what we're doing is that we want everyone to become a librarian, but also an, like the app allows you to organize your collections, but also to allow to lend objects from your collections and have control on, over who has what and when do they have to return it. So it's a very kind of simple system, uh, uh, but it's granular in the sense that, for instance, each item has a value. Mm. And then, you know, like a, it, it, you can kind of... Uh, take a uh, measure or, I mean, like a, it adds up. I mean, if, if, if what oftentimes for instance, like a, like a, every day someone comes to my house and takes 10 or 12 books with them. Each of those books may cost like at least a hundred dollars. So they're, you know, like a, uh, accessing, let's say $1,200 in value and every time they use it. So at the end of the year, you know, like they maybe have access to $40,000, which is money that they didn't have to spend. So what is very interesting is that we are kind of a monetizing the, 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 not, not, it, I, I wouldn't call it a monetization, but it's a certainly like a gamification mm -hmm. of, uh, or where, where there's a, a granular kind of a, a, a accounting of how much access how much value you have access, which equals money that you didn't have to spend. So it's a sort of negative capital, no? In the worst case that someone like uh, loses an object and don't returns it, it's like, okay, well, you charge that person that value. So in the worst uh, case, it becomes a marketplace, but that's not the intention. You know, like uh, the intention is to, 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 to just allow people to share stuff because I believe that you know, like in the future, uh, you know, like we will be living in a sort of uh, a society where uh, we will have like important disruptions in terms of 
for instance, like natural disasters or migration, etc., like kind of a climate change, etc., where where you know, like a, you can either go the way of uh, stockpiling things and kind of uh, uh, trying to prepare for the future. But in reality, I believe that, you know, like that what is more important is to create a sort of different cap personal capital that is not uh, measured by how much money you have, but how trustworthy you are, which is the opposite, exactly the opposite of what crypto was, you know, because mm -hmm. crypto was basically kind of based on a... Uh, you know, like a dismiss distrust of institutions and uh, and like a kind of a excessive computing, you know, by all the blockchain uh, and and I am and and here I'm interested in doing something that te that te the technology is very light in the sense that you know, like, like that is it doesn't require excessive computing, but you actually like kind of a I mean like the opposite is the opposite of crypto because in crypto you had like kind of a, an entirely vir virtual currency but the world is full of stuff you know like so what I'm interested in is not in the circulation of digital materials but how do we do with all the stuff that is not made of bytes but made of atoms you know like a, all the stuff that we that we have because that's the kind of stuff that we really use so you know like it's about like moving around the stuff like kind of uh, having access to this whatever stuff you need and uh, and 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 then having like the technology be the control and and uh, and communication to have access to that stuff but but you know something that is very important for me is this this idea that 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 the behavior, like the citizens' behavior, or like the community, the, you as member of a community, by lending your stuff, you're contributing to the community. But by also using other people's stuff, you also show your how how trustworthy you are. And I believe that that can be measured. That you know, like that 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 you can that you can create another kind of uh, wealth that is like a based on your on your generosity uh, and how how would you measure that is it based in generosity what what are the attributes would you use to measure that well you know like a, for instance in the, uh, like as a as a librarian in the Tlaquilo app you know like for instance you have like different indexes one is like okay if i put if i list objects into this system uh Uh, like uh, we're starting with books, but eventually can be cameras, tools, you know, like lighting equipment, cars, whatever. You know, like a, you, every item that you upload into the platform becomes uh, uh, like a like a, it's like a contribution, virtual contribution that you're doing into the community by l making this stuff available. So that is measured by one calculator. And then you have another calculator that measures how much how much stuff you have access to, mm. like how much stuff from others you have used. And then you aggregate both. But but you know, like you can you can the the, in, the interesting thing is that both uh, indexes or or kind of a, a accounts are uh, independent. They 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 they, they represent 
parallel manifestations to what we usually understand as capital. You know, like a, a because capital in the end is like money that you have withheld from the system or, or and, uh, and that is like kind of a not being spent yet. You know, like a, well, I mean, you may put it as an investment here or there, but you know, like a, a but the, but the, but the, but what I, but you know, God, I was kind of, uh, I was all, I, I, since, since, since crypto started, I was ex extremely skeptical about it because, you know, like if I'm a Marxist, so, so in, in this, in this sense, you know, like a, it's a turbo capitalist uh, idea because, you know, like a, you extract value from the people who actually work. And then you, it becomes more rarefied through all these kind of financial instruments. And, and then you saw like this in huge destructions of capital by these virtual currencies that, you know, like a, that then, uh, uh, went nowhere, you know, like a, so, so, uh, I mean, like that was people's work that was that thrown down the flush, you know, like a, uh, I mean, like, uh, and also resources from the planet, like energy. Mm. So, so you know, like I, I am interested in how alternative economies can have also environmental impact and social impact. Uh, um, uh, so that's why you know, like uh, these social experiments that that that, that we're doing about, uh, you know, like uh, there's like all of there, these things have always uh, existed in. in in the in the fringe you know like a, of anarchist communities etc but what is missing is the technology you know like the technology that can actually make them efficient hmm. that's a good segue for my next question it's i'm sure i i, I think i have an idea where we're going to go with this in your opinion but what are your thought about what's going on in our world with nfts in the metaverse I mean, is that something that you've been entertained to explore or is just something that you're not interested in? Well, you know, like, um, I mean, for, for me, NFTs are the most laughable thing that exists. You know, like, I really like, like, for me, they're a joke. Uh, sorry. I mean, like, a, but, you know, like, a, the thing is that, for instance, like, this is something that is just like a JPEG or something that it like, People that should be free and people are charging for it, like you know, like it's a fad. Same with virtual reality. You know, like I have witnessed like like kind of a fourth waves of of, of virtual reality, like since the nineties, uh, uh, and uh, and uh, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's something that I can that that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, like, why would you buy, spend money on something that is immaterial when you can have like an actual uh, object that you can enjoy physically and you can pass on, etc. You know, like, the thing is that I mean, like, anything digital is like the kind of a most vulnerable uh, that uh, kind of a uh, uh, holder of information. I mean, like in the sense that, for instance, like uh, you have a hard drive and then like 
10 years later, you cannot find the cable to bring those materials out of that hard drive. You know, like a, a, a technology, you know, like a, the paradox of technology also is that the faster that it develops, like the faster it, 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 it is, it, it becomes obsolete, you know, like a, uh, and, uh, and to, to, so, so, you know, like if you have also, there's like a kind of, a. Uh, I mean, I always think that new ideas come from old books. Uh, so I have, uh, I, I think that actually we have devolved, like I know, in a lot of, in a lot of subjects, we are becoming more primitive and less uh, uh, advanced uh, uh, because, you know, like uh, there's something about technology. I mean, like I love technology, but I also dread technology. You know, like, uh, and so I, I'm selective about like what things I become my enthusiast and, and not because uh, technology is like a little bit like kind of a, a looking uh, through the rear mirror. Uh, I mean, you have to look at it from the rear because you know, like for every, for every thing that it's like, it's like a kind of a mental crutch, you know, like a, you, you, it's a prosthesis that we develop to try to move faster, but that prosthesis creates an atrophy, you know, like this is something about the paradox of evolution is that for one thing to evolve, another has to be atrophied. So for instance, you know, like, uh, people in other centuries could like make all these kind of, a uh, mathematical uh, calculations by, by, by mind or speak in bears or, you know, like a, had like a certain brain plasticity, uh, that because of, we have kind of uh, all these calculators and kind of uh, tools around us. And now with artificial intelligence, you know, like a, there's also an atrophy that comes with this surrogate brain that we have now. We're experiment like a kind of a, the biggest Turing test, uh, a planetary Turing test, where we want we we we're changing the definition of what intelligence is. So, so I think that is extremely important to. To, to kind of uh, the same way that we need to exercise uh, just to not become like uh, 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 like unhealthy blobs uh, you know like, uh, uh, we have to also continue to to find meaning and access in in, in, in stuff from other era uh, so you know like uh, um, I don't know. I mean, like oftentimes, like you're talking about like kind of a, the metaverse or et cetera, which for me is just like a kind of a, I would put it almost in the kind of category of video games in the sense that, you know, like the, 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 there's a kind of engines that make ever more realistic environments, but the premise often is like, like a kind of a content wise in, in terms of, for instance, like the narratives of, of, uh, of, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I, 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 I don't want to generalize, but the, yeah. but you know, like, a, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, like, Meta has failed 
tragically with this attempt of the metaverse. You know, like, but I'm I'm not the person to necessarily who, who has you tell you that. You know, like a, it's like like clearly they're kind of a like I mean, like a lot of IT companies are laying off massive amounts of people. So you know, like a, a, I think that there's like uh, I mean, nobody. I don't have. Like, I would not put like kind of a. a I mean, a, I think that the pandemic was traumatic enough to try to reduce or zoom or kind of a screen time with others as much as we can. No, like uh, we don't want more screen time uh, in our interpersonal connections. That that's my thoughts. But you're like a. It's a, it's a personal opinion. Do you find because we're so consumed by screen time and all those new technologies, sometimes you as a creative person or even a young creative architect, designer, or even a sculptor find themselves maybe confused to find their own voice because there's so much going on? Do you feel it's very important to be, to just connect and walk away for some time to really, you know, search what do you want to say as an artist? The thing is that obviously technology is super addictive, but I'm addicted to it. You know, like I, 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 I look at the screen, especially my phone, much like twice as I would, I wish I would, I, I did. Um, uh, I mean, like the interesting thing is that um, there is a symbiosis between this thing we created and the and the and, and, and the biological part of or, 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 or that, that supports it, that you know, like a, we are now like one thing, you know, like a, it's, it's, it's actually like impossible to, to divide, you know? Um, and, and you know, like a, you can, you can like use that, uh, and, and modify that to, 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 to be bar, part of your interests for sure. <clears throat> but you know, like a, Perhaps the reason why I am kind of a, so keen on like the like like sharing books or sharing like a kind of a, a, a things that are not on the internet is because uh, you know like a, people think that everything is on the internet that there's nothing farther from the truth you know like for instance like only one percent of what is found in books has made its way to the cloud or to the internet, you know, like a, the, like if I take one book from my bookshelf, most probably it will be a book that is like at least 40 years old. And, uh, and that, that doesn't exist on the internet. And, and so they're kind of all, all, almost mutually exclusive, uh, universes. So it's also, you know, like it wouldn't make sense to print the internet and make books out of you know, like all the stories and post Facebook posts that people do, you know, like, uh, so what is very interesting now is that, for instance, with the emergence of, uh, of artificial intelligence, uh, the AI is kind of a thinking with a set of uh, content that is partial, like it's only the 1% of what mankind has actually produced. So I believe that it will be more relevant now to continue to have access to all this kind of a, a print stuff and etc. because you know, like a, in a way, uh, 
it's it's important to somehow like just like kind of have that window to 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 other 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 periods in history. You know, it's very important to escape the present because the present is very easy to kind of uh, fall for the current fad and uh, and 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 then. You know, like a, a one, you, you, you make an effort to catch up and then by the time you catch up, there's a new thing, etc. So you can easily get lost uh, by, by, you know, like playing this game. And I think that in order to avoid that, it's very important to have a kind of perspective where you realize that, you know, like a, these ideas that you thought that were new are, are not actually that new or that, you know, like a, you could think of their other ways because in other times people would think and another had another explanations for things etc you know like it doesn't mean that you know like a, that the 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 current mindset is necessarily the best mindset you know like a, i mean in the case for instance of of nuclear war to put an example i mean like we're closer to nuclear war than we ever been but no one is worrying about it you know, like a, no one is doing anything about it. Like, I mean, like the, the anti-nuclear community is just like a thousand people all around the world. It's like, like extremely small uh, when it was in the millions uh, in the 80s. So uh, that's one example of a kind of a, 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 a extremely important uh, problem that 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 we that is totally out of focus in our contemporary uh, uh, environment no so uh, is is for instance like I'm, i've been trying to you know like, uh, to come up with slogans and and like kind of uh, phrases to try to explain why this thing is bad and why we should like kind of get rid of nuclear weapons. And then, you know, like I have to find these resources in books and, and films from the eighties and, and sixties and seventies, because millions of people were thinking about it and millions of people were kind of uh, developing very compelling arguments, which I won't find in, 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 in this time. I have to go back 50 years. Uh, and this is like a kind of, a, I mean, like the, the pandemic was an also an interesting example, no? You had to, you know, like a, you have had like pandemics every two hundred years, and, and and there was like all this kind of a, a, a histories of, you know, like a how people live through those times. So is is I think that history is a, 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 like a kind of a very important to get this sort of to to put things in in their kind of a more right perspective i don't know if that makes sense yes well in this part of the show uh i like to ask three questions to every guest that comes in okay and i think you probably you're gonna be in a, in a, in a difficult situation right now but i'm gonna ask you to recommend a book that mm -hmm. we should read okay uh, a movie or a tv show something that you think is important for us to check it out and also a person should listen to who else uh, somebody else that we should invite you to be part of the podcast all right very good questions um okay um i like very much a book by a psychologist uh, called milton erickson and this book is called my boys will go with you uh he was uh 
he was a, 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 a psychiatrist that kind of fell into some uh, uh, disease. Uh, I think it was, you know, that prevented him from uh, like a full body paralysis. And through kind of a self-hypnosis, he managed to kind of uh, cure himself from this disease and also help like have a practice and a family and a full life like uh, uh, so it, it's very interesting to to see how like a person who was suddenly like kind of a isolated physically with like beyond his capacities managed to come out of this uh, 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 deep uh, paralysis that so I, I, I it's, and he's told with it's like kind of a series of tales that he used. Uh, so it's, 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 it's his, the book is uh, My Voice Will Go With You by Milton Erickson. That's the book. Then for a film, because you know, like we've been talking about this issue of nuclear war, I would recommend Threads. It's a film from 1984, I think. Uh, it's a kind of a Australian British production. It takes place in Britain. And I think it's the best movie about nuclear war ever made. Uh, maybe you, I mean, you're not gonna, well, you're not gonna, or the, the, your audience may be very resourceful, so probably will be able to find it somewhere in the internet. Um, and then a person that yeah. to invite. Mm. Uh, I would probably recommend Professor Doris Sommer from uh, Harvard University. Uh, she's uh, created this project called Cultural Agents, which is how culture change society. Um, yeah, Professor Doris Sommer at Harvard University, she has been a great mentor and inspiration. I'm happy to uh, give you uh, her contact. That would be yes. lovely. Pedro, I want to thank you so much for joining us. I mean, we've been following you. We know about your work in the world. But today, it's been a pleasure to get you know the men behind the sculpture. You know? Thank you. And uh, thanks so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Yuri, it was a pleasure talking to you.